Yes. Them jingle bell tassels was a good idea, baby. Is that Santa Claus? Is that Santa? What are you doing awake? Which Santa? He ain't here. Aww. Well, what do you want to see Santa for anyway? Santa's cool. Oh, Santa's cool? Yeah. I'll show you what's cool. Fellas.
<laughs> Hold on, y'all. Y'all just trying to divert the whole meaning of the... Ha, 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 nothing. Y'all take y'all bus to bed. Now, where were we? Of a white, white Christmas, you're just like the one that I used to know. Honey, it's where the treetops, treetops glisten, little bitty. Trying to listen to hear, hear for the sleigh bells that are ringing in the snow. I wanna tell you one more time what I'm thinking about.
feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. I don't speak Spanish. intelligent man, so I'm just gonna talk. I'm not gonna scream, I'm not gonna holler. I'm just gonna tell you like it was. You can talk all the goddamn shit you want to, but I bet you won't put your goddamn hands on me. I bet you that. I bet you thought, motherfucker. I bet you thought. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Good morning, ass family. Happy hump day to you, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. A uh, big show in store for us today. Christopher, our movie guy, our, our movie critic, our movie reviewer, um, he's going to be in the house, and we have got to talk about the greatest deaths in TV and movie history. And we also have a story about a movie that came out last week that we have to start the break with. It is so maddening. It, I, I, I'm just going to say it. This wins the award for the stupidest argument of 2022. Now, now I, I know that's saying a lot, but if this argument could talk, it would rear up here. And by the way, we have a new one that goes in here. But you know what I'm talking about. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Interesting. Uh, anybody dumber than that? Human rights are animal rights because humans are animals. If you fight for human rights and you don't fight for animal rights, you're being a speciesist. And that's just fact of the matter. Fact of the matter right there. 
Hey, in case your advertising needs are, are not met. If your vision is not clear, do not drive or use machinery. Contact your doctor immediately if you have sudden vision loss. Uh, here's another one that doesn't make the, the list all the time, but it really did inspire this list of stupidity. A reminder, Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. See, I, I don't even think that needs to be said, I, 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 it, but that's just me once again. So uh, how about... It's, it's vegan because it's strawberry milk and not like cow milk. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because strawberries produce milk. Okay, well, uh, two more, and then the newest entry. That's why I asked the question. It's hard to believe that somebody chasing you uh, is going to beat you uh, to death. Right. Uh, why he, else was he chasing him, Chris? Probably to, to get him and well, beat him up, yeah, hurt him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. Well, because they were dead, so there you go. Uh, Micah, back to you. Now, this latest one, I have to say that as a, a, a man who's lived through a lot, I have to say that I was disappointed in this celebrity for the longest time because this celebrity has disappointed and upset generations before and, and never really did anything to us well until now. I'm talking about good old Hanoi Jane, Jane Fonda. Boy, when you didn't think this communist bitch could get any crazier. If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's, a, it's part of a mindset. One more time. If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's, a, it's part of a mindset. Is it part of a mindset? Is that what it is? I mean... Jesus H. Christ! Good criminy sakes. Good God Almighty. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, people. Oh, let's get to the good mornings, uh, shall we, here? Um... First one here, well, uh, Scott, let's welcome uh, a new uh, ass family member here, Scott. Scott Seven, we'll call him. Scott Seven says, um, just needed to get this out. Love the show and have loved you for 20 plus years on some other show that seriously sucks ass dick right now. Well, it, that, that's pretty bad to suck ass dick. So, Scott, welcome. He says, a while back you went on about Dems wanting Trump taxes and then everybody going on about it. Oh, yeah. If we could get the Dems taxes, all this shit would break loose, blah, blah, blah. Just an FYI, all persistents have given their taxes out. Dems and Republicans, both since the 70s. Anyway, love the show and we'll always miss you on the other show that just sucks. I don't know who was talking about taxes. I haven't cared about his tax returns. I, I, I don't care about his tax returns. I, I don't care about any of their tax returns. Uh, uh, look. If a presidential candidate is going to be torn down due to their tax returns, they're too stupid to run. I mean, that's one of the first things they're going to look at and go, hey, do you have any past tax issues? And, and, and no matter who it is, they all have, and they've all cleaned them up, and they're all dirty, and they all have loopholes, and they all do this, and they all do that. The, the tax thing, I, I appreciate it, Scott, but uh, yes, I just did to the tax thing. Straight Fire says, good morning, ass, and R.I.P. 
Franco Harris. Man, oh man, I just saw this. I mean, wow. This guy was like the epitome of Monday Night Football. The Steelers on Monday night against the Raiders. Man, oh man, this just this is sad because it comes days before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. A, a, a play that will go down in history. It is probably the craziest play in all of NFL history uh, where the ball bounces off a Raider and the Raiders say, no, it touched a Steeler first and it can't touch two players from the same team back then at that time or whatever. And they say, it, no, it went off a, a Steelers player. Well, Franco scooped it up before it hit the ground. It's an amazing play and took it in for the touchdown to win the game against the Raiders, to propel the Steelers to the dynasty that they became. If it weren't for Franco's heads-upness, man, oh, man, it'd be a different story. Guy loves Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh loves that man. I hated Franco Harris. Personally, hey, look, I'm a Cowboys fan. Franco fucking stepped all over our nuts in the Super Bowl. But he, he was a great player on a great team. It's a very, very sad day for uh, Steeler Nation today. I feel, I feel bad, actually. Uh, a little bit bad. Uh, but let's see. Gold says, good morning, ass. Uh, we know the day. Yes, uh, yes, the day, in fact, is uh, the day of... Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! Hangtown Jen says, morning, ass. Happy hump day! Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! Let's see the lady say that in Chinese. I have sent her a message. I have sent her a message. I don't know if she'll respond to it. I hope she does. I, I sent her that. Morning, ass. Happy hump day. We want to learn that in Chinese. Today, we're going to learn suck it up in Chinese. Suck it up in Chinese. Suck it up in Chinese. Yeah. Man, oh man, the more we learn on this shore, the more we grow, we become better human beings. There says, good morning, ass family, and happy... Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! Douglas says, happy... Pump day! Ass family, is it really only Wednesday? It feels like it should be tomorrow already. No shit, right? Uh, why are hippos in Colombia? This true story. Uh, hippos are in Colombia because Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar built this... Uh, it, it, it's funny because... It, it, this is very reminiscent of what was happening down in the Bahamas with uh, Sam Freed or whatever his name is. He had all these places there, and they wanted to put him on house arrest there. And in Colombia, they, they, they found Pablo to be guilty of one of the many murders or whatever, and they allowed him to build his own prison. And he built this gigantic compound where parties were happening and all this kind of shit. People were coming in and out. And he built it on this grounds, and he bought all these animals for his children. Include, and he bought hippos, a bunch of hippos. Well, the hippos like to fuck. Hippos are like the, the, the two-ton version of a bunny rabbit. And they have, they have ruined parts of the ecosystem there in Colombia. 
and they don't know what to do with them. It's, it's, it's a fascinating story. It's really funny. Uh, have we ever gotten a follow-up on that? Did they ever reach the, uh, the dead guy for comment? No. No, he was never, ever reached. And don't, don't go forget the new number of 10,000 10, million. Oh, yeah. Christopher, good morning to you. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, my lucky stars. Whoa, holy Negro. crap. The one and only bratty kid is in the house. Sweet Jesus. Yes, indeed. Nathan, call 911. Uh, all right, we'll get on that. Thank you. I hope you have a spectacular day. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, welcome to the Ass Family, Scott Seven. Yes, indeed. I don't miss you on that other show because it doesn't exist anymore. There's some garbage that took over that time slot, and I don't listen. Swoosh says, I'm more than ass family. Andrew says, happy. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Look at that. He rised is in the house. She says, good morning. Missed y'all. She's big, important college person now. By the way, still haven't gotten my honorary doctorate, but hey, I'll wait. Got a story about your state coming up later today, or in this segment, actually, about something your governor wants to do. You know what? Let's just start with it since you're here right now. The University of Oklahoma. Well, 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 since we're going to talk about it. The governor of Oklahoma, Governor Stitz, is worried about national security and has banned TikTok at the University of Oklahoma. Now, here's the problem. The entire University of Oklahoma is still on dial-up. When you log in there, you hear the old Now, this is amazing. Um, It's banned at all state agencies and colleges, including Arise. How do they ban it? I, I, I don't know how you like like I'm 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 very 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 confused about this. Uh, in an email, the school said it would be barring internet access for the app in lieu of Governor Stitt's executive order. Compliance with the governor's executive order effective immediately. No university employee or student shall access the TikTok application or website on university-owned or operated devices. Okay, including OU wired and wireless networks. Interesting. Man, oh man! You can put that. I, I didn't know that you could like put that a ban on that on the network. So if you like to like like if you're an OU student and you're sitting in your dorm room and and you're a TikTok influencer or whatever, wow! The ITs make it so no one can go on TikTok on the network or Wi-Fi. Wow, that's amazing. Um, this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, uh, 
You have to just get off the Wi-Fi to get on TikTok. Okay, all right. The 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 I understand the precipice. They're saying that this is a, an invitation to the Chinese government to come in and spy on us, as if our own government wasn't doing enough to say, "Hey, please come in and spy on us here." Um, they don't want our network compromised to the Chinese. Okay. All right, I understand. I get it all. I get. I, I understand it. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm not calling this dumb yet. You know how I like to talk on this show about <clears throat> slippery slopes. When you go down a slippery slope, bad things happen. And by the way, Rise, thank you for all the info. I really do appreciate it because this is a big story. This is a, this is an important story to people like me. Slippery slope is this. We today ban an application based on the fact that we don't want to be compromised by the Chinese. That, to me, is a relevant statement. That, 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 that stands up. Okay, hey, I understand it. And please, don't think that I'm talking out of turn here because just look at the world that we have created. Where now someone will go, hey, we want to ban this website as well because they engage in homophobic, transphobic slurs all the time. Maybe it's a comedy channel. I don't know. But maybe they they make jokes and all those jokes are in there. Lo and behold, the IT guys go in there and you can't access that website anymore. Now, I know this is on a state, and, and, and this is why I've said this in the past, and I'll be consistent here. If the state provides your Internet service and your Internet uh, access, then they can tell you what you can and can't watch. It's just like at work. When, when you go to work, when you go to a building, you know, your, your, your accounting office or whatever in your, your secretary's pool, you just can't bring up scatlovers.com and, and drift away in, in poop porn all day because they're providing you the access. What I'm worried about, and we've seen the government try to do this. We've seen them. We're allowing them to do this where they take more of your, because of security, of course, security. What happens when the government then says, hey, why don't we just provide Internet service for America? We'll either make it a dollar a month or we'll make it free. Fast 5G cable, all this kind of stuff. I mean, the government tried to do that with insurance. Why not do it with the cell phone services? And lo and behold, now the government is running the Internet. And guess what? Shows like mine will get kicked to the curb. Why? Because I say a lot of things that aren't politically correct. And I don't give a fuck about it. 
Well, now I'll have to give a fuck about it. And we'll go back to that old FCC regime. And that's what frightens me. That's why I love the Internet. Because the Internet is not regulated. And like I said, the the governor of Oklahoma can do this for his people to keep them safe, and I will support him. I know it doesn't sound like I'm supporting I am supporting him because I want to be consistent because that's one of the rules on this show. If the government provides your internet, they can tell you what you can and can't watch and what you can't listen to. I imagine there's a lot of websites you can't get to on the University of Oklahoma's website server. Now, this one will be a huge one because you're going to get all these kids who think they have all these rights and say, no, you're infringing on our rights, and it's we'll go to this. I, I guarantee you, let me, let me just say this real quick. I guarantee. See, we will be hearing about this in the Supreme Court. Mm. Let's see. Um, you think you saw Texas Bandit 2 somewhere? Uh, let's see. Uh, Northwestern State has. I know that's in Oklahoma. Um, it doesn't say in this story, it it doesn't surprise me. And like I said, like I said, as long as the University of Oklahoma, which is, you know, uh, run by the, the state of Oklahoma, if they're the ones paying the bill for the internet, then they can tell you what you can and can't watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like... Think about it this way. Let let me dumb it down for everybody that's really upset right now. When you were a kid, did you get to watch whatever you wanted to when it was family time to watch TV? I'm sure nobody had family time. But let me take you back to when we were kids. When we was little, uh, let's see. Hey, Dad, can I watch Gilligan's Island? Shut up and go play. We weren't allowed to watch that. Texas bans TikTok on government devices amid China. Okay, all right. I, I believed you. I appreciate this story. Um, the state is on government-issued devices, citing security concerns. Okay, hey. Once again, once again, I'm okay with it because the state of Texas is paying for that, and they can tell you what you can and can't watch on your phones. I'm sorry. You might not like that, but, hey, it's the truth. I tried to explain to my nephew regarding his mom paying for his phone. Dude, it's a privilege. You don't want her rules with your phone. Get a job and pay for it yourself. Exactly. Look, look. This is this is the first domino. This is one of the first big dominoes. Isn't this just like other government networks blocking certain sites? I can't go on Reddit at work. I've tried uh, TikTok, but I guess it's too. Yeah, it, it. this is just, they're making this a big thing because TikTok is such a popular app, especially for people college-aged. I mean, look, I go on there today. The, the jokes were fantastic today. V Coop, you, you outdid yourself today. Why do lesbians only shop for Christmas gifts at Sports Authority? Because they hate dicks. <laughs> That's just fucking great. What was the other one? The other one was, uh, oh, why doesn't Joe Exotic ever sing Christmas songs? Because he fucking hates carols. 
That's just gold. Um, Grandma watched Lawrence Welk, and you dang sure had to sit through. You goddamn right. Oh my god. Swoosh, you can go. You can come back old school with me anytime. I fucking hate Lawrence Welk. Man, my grandmother would watch him and Liberace. If my grandmother knew that Liberace was into dudes, she would have never watched him. It's the same woman that crossed the street if a midget or little person was walking at her. Why do lesbians like to wrap presents? I don't know why. I might have to take a picture of this. Well, then use your own fucking equipment to go on TikTok. It's not like the campus equipment has to have access to it. Seems logical. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, use your own network. If you've got a, a cell phone and, and you want to pay for that, you do it. More power to you. Because they love scissoring. I got to take a picture of that so I can remember that joke. All right. Um, and, and more news of the ludicrous. This is so funny. Uh, let's just play this fucking idiot, shall we? Um, I, what, what's this? Former Biden aide and MSNBC host Simone Sanders Townsend. Ready, set, go. Ready to oh, start wait. eating healthier. Never mind. Add. Meet Kachava. Kachava is the world's... Just from reading the report, the scheme was a farce on the level of Keystone Cops. On the other hand, look how close they got. I mean, Johnson and Kelly being like, we don't even know what that was. It was just a misfired text or whatever. They misaddressed the fake electors. And so this, those were the guys who were supposed to hand deliver them. It's quite concerning. You know, Joy, I was, I was watching your show earlier today and you talked about how post-Civil War, the folks who sided with the Confederate members of Congress, they were taken care of. They were expelled. This in this Congress, there are multiple individuals that conspired, that were willing to move hell and high water to disrupt the peaceful transition of power. And my fear, and frankly, I think the fear of many Americans out there is that nothing is going to happen yeah. to them. Mm. And Ron Johnson now has six more years mm -hmm. to do whatever shenanigans he feels like doing in Congress the Mandela Bar. Shut up! So these two buffoons on MSNBC, led by Captain Buffoon Rachel Maddow, by the way, who should have been fired just for her COVID coverage, but that's, that's a story that's two years old. Never mind that. She wants members of Congress kicked out because they were election deniers. Interesting. Can we also get that for the election deniers that were around and approved all the um, FBI searches and FBI interviews into the Trump regime as well? Can we get those Confederates out as well? You're the one who used the term, honey. Because wouldn't those people also be considered Confederates? Yes, Douglas, I beat you to it. You were typing it out as I was yelling it. Hey, okay. Hey, fantastic. We're going to start off with a whole new Congress. I mean, the Republicans are going to probably take the House then. The... 
this is this continuing thing, and 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 the next story is even dumber. This is this new. I, I I'm just gonna say this, and and this is gonna sound horrible on my part. You guys are lucky you have me. You really are lucky you have me. And that's all I'll say about that. Just for the fact that the regular news doesn't report the stupid shit like this. Please. Li- 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 oh, if you want to eat Hold healthy and feel your best, you've got to try I don't Kachava. know what this video is. Kachava is it's... the world's health. All right, never mind. This is some kind of crap piece here. Um, what about 20? Uh, yeah, uh, dude, the only time it's okay to deny an election is when a Democrat loses. Those are the rules. I didn't write them. Exactly. Kamala Harris, the, obviously the stupidest person that we've ever had in office. We'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. seriously. Yeah, okay. Do not come. No. Do not come. I'm going to come. But I mean, truly, when you, you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities. I, I mean, our future is really bright if we, if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address. Uh, In an interview on NPR, Kamala Harris said, and sadly, what we've seen in particular, I am sad to say, sadly, from Republicans in Congress is an unwillingness to engage in any meaningful reform that could actually fix a lot of what we are witnessing. She's blaming the Republicans for the border crisis. Uh, Let let me say that once again. She is blaming the Republicans, not even the former administration now, but Republicans in Congress for this. A woman who has yet to visit the southern border. And I do believe that her title, along with vice president, is Immigration Czar. This is what we are engaged with now. They just yell shit at us, and we're supposed to go, okay, even though we know it's a lie. And nobody is calling these assholes out. We will deal with that when we need to deal with that because we have to deal with it, and we need to deal with death. I don't know how much I I do know about your Google wants to eat more healthy. I hear one more ad for Kachiva. I may stay, be swayed to eat healthier too. Off topic, I'm cooking a prime rib for my mom this weekend, and it'll be my first time. Any tips so I don't fuck it up? Um, 
Uh, lots of tip. Make sure you season it really, really well. Um, you're going to roast it like in the oven and stuff. Uh, if you have good meat, I, I recommend find a great recipe that you like. And if you have meat thermometers that you can like check on your phone and stuff, do that. I, I think if you follow, if you got a good recipe and you got good meat thermometers and you seasoned it well and, and a good prime rib. Yeah, you, you you don't need a lot to season it. Um, I I'm a big fan of just salt and pepper, five pounder. Whew, boy, boy. Let's see, that's about what. Cooked at about four hundred for about I don't know two hours. I, I I'm not sure. I'd, uh, Mr. Rise asks if it's bone in or bone out. Bone in. Have any recipe suggestions? Um, there are a lot of people now that are are experimenting with uh, uh, new ways to cover the the prime rib. Like I've seen people cover their steaks with mayonnaise, and then they hit it with the salt and pepper, and it makes this incredible crust. From what I understand, that that's what I've heard. Uh, so like a fourth of the whole roast, he says about two hours. Rub it with Montreal steak seasoning. Just don't overcook it. That's all. Amen to that. Man, that sounds good. I, yeah, I'm going to have a big old steak this weekend, too. I want to go to Costco and get me a Wagyu. 350 uncovered salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I haven't tried the mayonnaise thing yet. Yeah, I want to go. Costco has Wagyu, A5 Wagyu. Uh, let it rest. Yeah, you got to let it rest. Half hour or so. Uh, should I marinate it before? You don't have to. You, you really don't have to to marinate. I mean, you can. B. Coop says the ass family helps with cowboy girls' pussy and Douglas's meat. Uh, don't mash up cauliflower and tell her it's prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> uh do not marinate it mr says okay yeah i look with, with with good quality meat you really salt pepper garlic that's all you need my mom is taking care of the cauliflower all right good yeah yeah all, all you need is salt and pepper find a good recipe I mean, there are people that deep fry them now. They do all that kind of stuff. I, I, I suggest roasting. The, the closest I've ever come to roast, I'm not, I'm not a big prime rib guy. I remember there was a place uh, that we used to get our steaks at in, uh, in Auburn. And I still like the guy. I still like Phil over at Longhorn Meats. Good guy, super nice guy. He one time gave me a two-pound ribeye. Called it the caveman ribeye. It was the biggest fucking piece of meat i ever seen in my life. And he gave me two, and he gave me one for my dad. And, uh, man, oh, man, I, I, you know, I marinated it all up well, you know, salt and pepper and all that. Well, back then, I, I was using Italian dressing as a marinade because I wanted to cheat. So this thing is like two and a half inches thick, right? So I have to sear it on both sides, and then I have to cook it in a convection oven. We had a convection oven. That's where they cook the top and bottom. Took it out, let it rest. We had it. My dad looked at me. He goes, Arnie, this is the best steak I've ever had in my life. 
And I said, thanks, Dad. And it was it was amazing. So, yeah, I, I like that. I've seen bigger slices of meat. <laughs> I'm sure you have, Alicia. <laughs> Good morning to you. Ah. Well, why is somebody here? Somebody's at the door. Hold, hold, hold on, ass family. So, why in the fuck would the pest guy fucking knock on the damn door? Shut up. They come here all the time. Wait, wait, wait. You, you want a Christmas bonus or something, buddy? I'm trying to do a broadcast here, pal. The bubble alarm is ringing. Only two inches? Fuck that fat clit dick. <laughs> uh, well, you know who's not at the door? Someone come in to visit their kid. Amen to that. Jesus Christ. No updates. No, not not since the whole dog fiasco. Yeah, yeah, you, we're all we're all caught up. So Kamala Harris says it's the Republicans' fault for the current. Hey, Bubba, Bubba, lay down. Hey, Bubba, that was a bird outside. You followed with its fucking shadow. You dick. Oh gosh. All right. Now, uh, Alicia sent me this story yesterday, and I looked it up. Stanford University has proposed a part of a plan to eliminate certain terms from its websites and computer code. The language ban guide asserted that words such as American abort child prostitute should be changed to U.S. citizen, cancel, and child who has been trafficked repeatedly within the university's websites to eliminate many forms of harmful language. So we can't even say the word American anymore at Stanford? I'm an American. No, you're a U.S. citizen. Well, yeah, I am, but I'm an American as well. No, you're a U.S. citizen. God damn it. I hate the pest control guys so much. I was joking. I was joking to tell a baby joke, but had to abort. Hmm. The guide was first revealed in May, and it went viral in recent days. <laughs> Isn't Stanford supposed to be a place of higher learning? Isn't Stanford supposed to be like the Harvard of the West Coast? Yeah, Jen, you, you, Exactly. What the fuck? How is this? They make me feel dirty for being an American. It, that's what they want you to feel like. And now my dogs. Oh, boy, they're matching energy with Bubba and friends. Yeah, lovely. 
what's going? Hey, I just want to know what's going on. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Nothing makes sense to me. We live in a bizarre world. It has to be a bizarre world, due to the simple fact that we have these places of higher education that, for years and decades and decades, were the bastions of free speech. They stood up for this. This is where you went. And all of a sudden now, you can't say you're an American? Uh, shit has been happening in higher education for so many years. My podunk, Washington Community College Diversity Committee, was releasing a guide to get out. Bubba, out. 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 If I, I hear the term American is problematic now, uh, we have to use U.S. citizen. Yes, U.S. citizen. Well, what happens if I see somebody that looks Mexican? Can I not say that they look Mexican? Or do I have to say they don't look like a U.S. citizen? Oh, I want to see how this plays out. Or are we just to to uh, to understand that everybody in America is an American citizen? Is this the way they're going to do it? Is they just going to usher it in that if you're here, you're in America, you're a U.S. citizen? Oh, well, let's see. All right, here we go. The Guide to Acceptable Words. Oh, shit. It's from the Wall Street Journal. I can't get this. They made me do this. Um, the rest of Americans are immigrants. Oh, immigrants out. It's also a person who has immigrated. Oh, my God. This is going to drive me fucking nuts. Shut up! Sorry. Change Hulk Hogan's theme songs to I'm a Real Citizen, Fight for the Right. Every trans, I'm a Real Citizen, Fight for Your Left, Fight for Your Black Lives. I, I'm not going to get into this guide because it's just too goddamn stupid. It, it, it really is. I mean, And we're not even going after the dirty words. And we're not going after, you know, the, the, the shims or the he-shes. We're going after American? i tell you this right now. College, it, it, college is not the place for kids anymore. It just isn't. It, they, this indoctrination, it, this... This brainwashing that they're doing. Colleges used to be great because that's where you went to go and learn and open your mind and learn for yourself and learn how to be independent for yourself. And they have completely eliminated that. College is a joke. Oh, my God, my dog barks when he hears Bubba and when you yelled shut up, my dog shut the fuck up too. Yeah, they are. Sanchez family, they are woke tards. 
And that, that's who's ruined our country. I mean, you go woke, you go broke. We've seen it happen time and time again. It's not just a, a really fun statement to make. It's true. Nobody wants this shit. All the, this, is, this is the part that, that baffles me. That baffles me. If you ask people if they really want this shit, they don't. They don't want to learn a bunch of new made-up fucking jibber-jabber about your fucking gender. You know why? You know why? I'm just going to tell you why. I'm going to throw it all out there. I'm going to let it all fucking hang out right now. Because nobody gives a fuck about your gender except you. Okay? When you get triggered by something, that's not on my that's not on me. If I say something that triggers you, that's not on me. You know why? Cuz I don't know what fucking triggers you. That's on you. We need more people to come out and say no. Oh, it hurts your feelings if you have to go this way. Then don't go that way. We tear down statues that have been up for hundreds of years that immortalize great men and great leaders, and we take them down. Why? Because they lived the way that the life that you were supposed to back then. But it, 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 my favorite, my favorite phrase ever: it didn't age well. Well, I am so very goddamn sorry that in the 1700s. Slavery was the fucking job to have. It was a major way the world worked. Not just America. People have been enslaved forever. And this is just this idea that we take down monuments that that immortalize men because they were living their lives in that time. What happens that, you know, somebody builds a statue of Barack Obama, God forbid, and we go in 100 years, we find out smoking is the worst thing you could have ever done, and he was a smoker. We got to turn that down, right? Right? For a long time, I debated leaving higher education, but that means they win. I may be fighting a losing battle, but this is my career, and I know I contribute positive things to students' lives and have to move to rural Oklahoma to get myself a fighting chance to exist as a conservative in higher education. I'm hoping I can last 25 more years, but it's rough. We aren't all crazies, but the majority are, and college is becoming useless. I do my best to point that out so we can change and get better and move on at a snail's pace. And I would say to you, Arise, you can't quit. You can't. People like you can't. And, and, and here's the reason why. It's not because you're a conservative. It's because you fucking use your brain. We need more people who actually use their brain. I don't care what your ideals are or your politics are. We know simple right from wrong. We know what is and isn't a waste of time. And this whole virtue signaling is nothing but a waste of 
fucking time. I want you to think about something here. Do you really think, do you really think the United States government will ever back a plan to pay reparations to former slaves' families and descendants? The answer is a resounding, oh, hell no. Because the most racist entity in all of America is and will always be the United States government. Corn Pop was a bad dude. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's Uh death did. I'm sorry. I, I just, I know this week I wanted to try to lighten things up, but when, when you see stories like this and they're getting rid of language on college campuses because it might hurt somebody's feelings, th- this whole idea that your feelings are, are the same as rights, for the love of God, y'all need to get over yourselves real quick because you ain't that important. My feelings were hurt. Tough fucking titties. I don't give a fuck. Do you know? My feelings get hurt on a daily basis. You move on. People say bad things about the University of Texas. It fucking pisses me off. But you know what I do? I move on. I don't go and say those people need to be kicked off whatever social media platform I'm on because I disagree with them. Oh, you weren't a Debbie Downer at all. I'm glad you sent me the story. I, I, we, we have to see. We have to do this shit. This is the things we have to talk about. You know why? Because nobody else is. And mainly I do this for you guys because I want you guys to be at dinner parties because this will benefit me. Or Christmas parties coming up if you got them going on. And you see somebody in the corner and they're going to be sitting there in like maybe next Christmas because it takes the rest of America about a year to catch up to how genius this show is. Um, hey, did you hear they're getting word of the, the word American and campuses? Oh, this is too much. And then you can just go in there with your little eggnog and go, yeah, yeah, listen to the Arnie State show. He talked about that about a year ago and it's been happening everywhere and nobody's doing anything about it. Well, all right, well, well welcome to America now or U.S. citizen. And you'll be ahead of the game. Uh, Ken Dog says, yesterday was one of the worst news days ever. Why is that, Ken Dog? Tough titties, love it, yeah. <sighs> this is going to be my last story this break, and then I'm gonna, I'm going to take a break, and we're going to call... Um, we're going to call Christopher, and we're going to talk movies. Um, America is following the path of Greece and Roman Empire's, empi- uh, empire's downfall really fast with this dumb shit, canceling words. They do this shady shit on the unders so that they have less pushback until it's overrun. Exactly. Oh, totally. Totally. 
I mean, come on. We, we, we allow this, this administration right now, and we've allowed administrations in the past, but you know what? Let's not live in the past. Let's live for today. Let's live in the now. Let's be present. We have a, we have a, a, a press secretary who lies to our faces on a daily basis. We have a president who lies to our faces on a daily basis. We have a speaker of the House, the vice president, the, 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 the congressional whip or whatever fucking Chuck Schumer's gay ass is, lie to us every fucking single day through a camera lens. And the people that are reporting those stories know they're lying. But I guess since, since broadcasters and quote-unquote, you know what? There are no more journalists now. There are broadcasters. Don't call yourself a journalist anymore because you're a broadcaster. Because a journalist would not allow the lies to go out there. That's not what reporting is. Reporting is telling the truth no matter what. If you don't have the information, don't speculate. I need to teach journalism in college. Uh, I realize I've been working and not listening as much, but did you ever cover the story about how a dictionary changed the definition of man to woman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when they did that in the cover of Night. Uh, it was the Cambridge Dictionary that did that. And they, uh, it, it, once again, once again, and I'm glad y'all are picking up on this because that's how you know it's wrong. When they have to do it shady like that, and, and this is the government has done this to you forever. Whenever you hear about new laws that, that go into effect, you know, when the local media actually does their job and they report the new laws that go into effect on January 1st, and you go, oh, my God, when did that become a law? Well, it became a law on a Friday afternoon at about 4.59 when they decided to all vote on this controversial law. So they voted in at 5 o'clock. It doesn't get out of chambers until 6. The news cycle has stopped for the day. Boom, it doesn't go in until Saturday. Saturday, nobody reads the news. It's flushed. Now it's fucking lining a birdcage somewhere. That's how it happens. And they've been doing that forever. Ominous spending bill, more money to Ukraine. McConnell saying most Republicans support it, and now Mike Lindell saying he will audit Ron DeSantis' election, say he stole it. The Republican Party is dead. Now, look, look, look. Hold on. Ken Dog, hold on. Yesterday was a good day for the GOP because um, I, I didn't do the story. Um, it's a good day because they struck down a huge bill. Um, I forgot what it was, but it, it saved us a couple billion dollars. Supreme Court still got our side on this whole fucking, you know, uh, college payback thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, and Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, look, look, look that's the, the my pillow guy. Mike Lindell is a fucking, he's a joke. He's, he, he's, he's the latest Chris Christie. You remember how Chris Christie sucked Donald Trump's asshole? Former governor of New Jersey. And then Trump cut his ass loose. Trump is, is going to do the same to Mike Lindell. 
First of all, Donald Trump's political career is in dire straits. I'm not going to say it's over yet, but this Mike Lindell might push it over. Mike Lindell is saying DeSantis stole the election? Huh? He won overwhelmingly in Florida, Mike Lindell. And he's a Republican, you stupid fuck. Just go back to design your pillows and wear your Jesus cross, okay? See, that guy, that guy's that guy's like a, a, a groupie. He's just an Uber fan. I, I imagine he has a whole room. He, he probably masturbates to Donald Trump's pictures. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I, I think he is attacking DeSantis for Trump. I don't understand what he's attacking him on. D- do we not remember that Ron DeSantis destroyed one fucking Dade County? He won Miami. I like Mike Lindell. He's trying to uncover truth about rigged elections. Well, Florida was not a rigged election. That was a vigil. Remember when he sucked Trump's asshole? Yeah, with a toupee. All right. Enough about that fucking idiot. And I do think he's an idiot. I'm not, and I'm not taking that one back. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, boy, I, you know, I got to say, I, I totally, it, it, it amazes me. Every day I have to play this sound effect. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The Taliban has officially banned women from obtaining university of education or uh, university education. Wait, 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 what? You're saying, you're saying that the Taliban, who was known to hold their women up high in in high esteem, if you will, is now not letting them go to college? The Taliban has systematically cracked down on women's rights and human rights in general since taking over in 2021. Thanks, Joe. The country had previously been run by a U.S.-backed Afghan government, but it collapsed before the U.S. could even complete its withdrawal. And then we went back, and then 12 Marines were murdered. Yes, Joe, I would love to see you stand trial for that, you son of a bitch. The Taliban, what? Uh, You don't have to forgive student loans if there's no students. They don't want their women getting woke. (laughs) Every female senator called on President Biden to ensure that women's rights were respected under the Taliban last year. The senators called on Biden to work with international partners to hold the Taliban accountable for its treatment of women. And what did we do? What did we do? We shit the damn bed. There it is. There you go. And instead we elect people like... The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. I think they probably just walk around in the Taliban just going, How much for the little girl? I, I want to buy your women, the little girl, your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. The, 
I'll do it. I'll do it. I have to. I have to do it. I don't want to, but... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! Now, then, and then let's remember, let's remember, there are people at the time saying, Oh, no, Arnie, give him a chance, give him a chance, and I had to say... You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers... I say, that's the bad guy. I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. When he said the Eagles are better, I don't know what he was talking about. I was thinking he was going to say Eagles are better than Eagles. I think he just got lost in his head, which means he's totally capable of, you know, standing up for the United States of America. Battle band doesn't want those women to hold. They sit in, demand everyone get straight A's. What is there to forgive? They didn't take out the loan by accident. Maybe they were dumb and made poor choices, but they signed the dotted line. Oh, God. Douglas, Douglas, you're right. I mean, come on. Douglas, I, I understand. I I get it. I understand the frustration. You don't know how I understand the frustration when it comes to this stuff. We covered that. I know you were here. We covered that. And, and I know it's an old one to go back on that what's there to forgive because they did it. You think the good people at Ferrari are going to forgive fucking 10 grand on a loan? I don't think so. I ain't heard a lot of whole, whole lot of banks trying to drum up business by saying, hey, we're going to get rid of $10,000 from your mortgage if you come bank with us. Open a checking account. It don't work that way. You see, it does for the government. You know why? Because the government, it, as much as everybody wants to say, oh, it's so great it was run by a businessman. Okay. Look, I, I didn't have a problem with what Donald Trump did for our country. I don't have a problem with it at all. He did run it in some aspects like a business, but he knows, and, and we all need to know this. A business has one job, and that's to make a profit. The United States government is not here to make a profit. That's why the United States government isn't really good at anything. And when they take over shit, like I talked about earlier with the internet, with everything, when they take over stuff, remember Obamacare, lucky that didn't happen. The quality goes down. If you want more access, that means the quality goes down. It's just the same as freedoms and securities. Gold says, I wonder what Adele thinks of this. Well, that's that's a dick move right there, but hey, good. There we go. It gets me out of this now. Hello. hello. Yes, hello, fatty. It's me. Yeah, we know it's you, hon. I was wondering no, no. if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I I, I don't want to meet you. I, I, I have no desire to do that. All right, phone number is 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail 
Radio.com. When we come back, we will be calling the one and only Christopher and talking movies. I looked over at my pillow, but your face wasn't there. And I don't smell the perfume you used to wear. And I don't see your blouse or jeans. Or your pretty white cotton gown And I've looked all over hell But heaven can't be found I looked on the bedside table But your jewelry And I just wish you'd call me Every time I look at the phone I look in our dressing room And I saw myself break down Oh, I've looked all Cage and run. 
Too cold to start a fire I'm burning diesel, burning dinosaur bones I'll take the river down to still water And ride a pack of dogs I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage And run When the forest burns along the road Like God's eyes in my headlights When the dogs are looking for their bones And it's raining ice picks on your steel shore I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my I'm gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage and run I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my Gonna break my rusty cage
also known as ass. Your ass look good. I'm gonna violate that. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, wait. Word. Call 775-357-FAS. Ah, welcome back to the big show here on a wonderful, beautiful outside, a little cold hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Um, to say that I'm excited about this part of the show is an understatement. I've been waiting to do this segment for about a month now. Um, I had the idea, and I was like, well, let's do it. And then I had this idea about having guests on this week. And and, and, and we have no listener mail this week, but our guests are all sponsored by our dear friends at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. The rest, let me tell you, they like to come to your house, and they put their own wieners in your mustard and ketchup. And then you know what they do? They like to wipe them off on your walls. You know who doesn't do that? I don't even know if he likes ketchup or mustard, but it's my friend Jesse. He's not going to go over there and put his tally whacker in your mustard or mayonnaise or whatever. He's going to give you the best floors that money can buy. So give him a call at 775-267-4123. Now we got to call Christopher. Um, hello, call. Yes, I would like to call that number, please. Uh oh, here we go. Ask Movie Master Christopher Castillo, extraordinaire at your service. What do you say, Christopher? How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Uh, I gotta, I gotta jiggle this wire a little bit. Uh, oh wait, oh shit, the wire came out there. That's not good. Um, you there? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Okay, there's something. I'm only getting you in one channel, but that, that's on my end right there. But that's okay. All right, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, perfect. Now I can hear you good. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm doing real good, boss. I've been uh, pretty excited about this whole uh, this this whole list we got going. Yeah, th- this is going to be. Now I have ten and an honorable mention, but we have to do this story that I sent you yesterday. Now I'm going to yeah. take my headphones off and yell here in a second to where I don't deafen everybody, because this is the stupidest story of 2022. I have determined. Do I need to? Do I need to hold the phone away from my ear? May, maybe just a little bit, maybe because a a woke film critic is accusing the movie Avatar: The Way of Water of cultural appropriation, claiming white actors are cosplaying people of color. Stay tuned for the yell. There are no such fucking things as blue people. Okay, I've got that out of my system. <laughs> the, 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 there's I no such thing as blue people. In Hollywood. Right. The, 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 this is the. Wait, wait a second. Zoe Saldana's in this, right? She's in this Avatar shit. Yep. She's black. She can't play somebody as blue. She's not blue. No, I mean absolutely correct. Yeah. The only people that can play avatars are blue folks. By the way, that was Smurf-tastic fucking 300 years ago when I would want to stick my Smurf up a Smurf and then blow my Smurf all over your Smurf. Holy Smurf. Yeah, exactly. What is wrong with people, Christopher? Why are they so stupid? I, I, you know what? I, it's a combination, I think, of, of uh, the Internet age and woke politics kind of just mushing together and just creating this big cloud of stupidity. I mean, this is what she tweeted. 
At some point, we got to talk about the cultural appropriation of Avatar. There is no cultural appropriation. It's a made-up fucking place, you stupid cunt. Yeah, it's hard to uh, culturally appropriate a seven-foot-tall cat person. Or whatever the fuck. Is that what they are? Are they giant cat people? Yeah, they're like giant blue cats. I swear to God. Every day, every day we get stupider and stupider. My God, thank God for this show. (laughs) All right, Chris. The Arnie State Show is keeping us at least as sane as possible in in these dark times. I do try. Okay, now now let's get down to it. We're going to take some time with this. So I hope you have Dr. Pepper ready to go because I have 10 and an honorable mention. Now, I'm going to give my reason for my list, and then I'm going to allow Christopher. On my list, I only have really one horror movie. Now, not not take anything away from the horror genre, but I was looking for amazing, cool-ass death scenes. And, And action movies have given us, and most of mine are all action movies, except like one, like I said, and I do have a TV show as well. Christopher, what did you base your list on? So I was taking a sip of Dr. Pepper right there. Um, <laughs> so uh, I I, I kind of looked at what what times in movies and even a couple TV shows, uh, what times somebody you know that you, you can you can get killed, you can be dead, but then they're super dead. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know they're I mean? just like, you killed, killed somebody killed. so bad. Yeah, <laughs> killed, killed. That's what I was looking for. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, how many did you come up with? Uh, I think. Uh, a few. If you, you know me, I, I, I tend to overcompensate. You know, okay. Because fat. All right. Well, uh, so I, I think I have uh, like thirteen. Okay. I, I, last count. I will let you go first. You ha- you have like three honorable mentions. So we'll let you do two of your honorable mentions. Then I'll go, and then we'll go back to you. Uh, okay. So uh, uh, I'll do. I'll, I'll pick the two weaker ones then. Okay. Uh, well, for one, the the, the one I, I intended to be the honorable mention uh, was uh, Good Times, uh, season four, uh, when Florida Evans finds out that James died in the car crash. Oh, that was tragic. Damn, damn, damn! Oh, that was a horrible death. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, one of the most uh, shaking, uh, heartfelt deaths in, in TV history. So now, I would add that to my list. Now, I have to tell you the truth behind that. As a kid. I watched Good Times to the to oh. the fucking dismay of my grandmother who did not care for that show. And I know that everybody is shocked that my grandmother did not like Sanford or Son or fucking, you know, what's happening and all those type shows so, or Good Times. Yeah, I, I'm completely surprised. I know. That. I would not have expected that out of your grandma. When when they killed James off, I remember seeing him on a Love Boat episode like a year later. And I was like, wait a second. He's dead. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, he's dead. How can he be on the love boat? He's got a family in Chicago to provide for, for Christ's sake. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, oh hand, hand to God, true story. Maybe not the whole provide for a family. I didn't know that part. But I thought he was really fucking dead. I thought I didn't, I didn't know they killed people on, off. On poor Florida, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, 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 so, and then um, my other one, 
is going to be uh, it's it's from uh, 1991's Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. There's a guy. There's okay. So there's a guy in the movie. He's like some one of the main characters, and he has a stare down with Godzilla, and Godzilla just blasts him with his fire breath, That's and nobody awesome. has ever gotten a one-shot fire breath from Godzilla before. So I was like, I had to put them on the list. Okay, they, good kill, great kill. That That's one that's... what that. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, that, Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to get Godzilla breath? Fuck that. I don't want that. Um, all right, here's my honorable mention. It's from the movie Bad Boys 2. It was really cool to watch this happen. It was the last scene of the movie... Gigantic truck, you know, fucking chase down the side of these scrubbed-ass mountains. And it ends up right in front of U.S. military base, and there's a land uh, uh, landmines. And the bad guy steps on the landmine, and it blows him up in pieces. It was fucking kick-ass. That guy, super dead. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm really now realizing I should have numbered these things because I'm having a hard time keeping track of which one. Well, that's okay. We got <laughs> Hey, we got time. Just take your time, buddy. <laughs> okay, so my turn? Yes. All right, all right, all right. Um, so uh, early on in the list, I've, I've got uh, – I'm going to do my, my two of my TV ones. Cause okay. I can only come up with two from TV uh, besides Florida Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so one is from uh, Law and Order SVU season twelve, episode twenty-two. It's the John Stamos episode. Oh, I remember he was a real creep on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going around and impregnating a bunch of women by yeah. holes in the condom. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember how he dies in that one? No, but I know it was something gruesome. How'd he die? Okay, so they the, the women. Uh, I guess they uh, they're they're hobbyist. Uh, scuba divers and they had this like special knife that used for sharks and when you stab somebody it has like a pressurized air canister connected to it mm-hmm. so he got stabbed in the chest and then they shot the air into him and he exploded that's fucking awesome wow yeah, i need to go back point, and watch you know, when that stabler sees, when, when stabler saw that death scene he comes out and he's like got like a green look on his face he's like oh my god what the fuck did i just look at wow Wow, good for Law and Order for that. Man, oh man, I got to go back and see that one. That one sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my my one from TV TV happened uh, a couple of seasons ago on Yellowstone. And I love this scene for the sheer tenacity and the will to survive of Beth Dutton, who was attacked by two goons that were supposed to kill and rape her and not necessarily in that order. And um, she fought back, and then her boyfriend Rip came in, and he took one guy out and got the other guy down. And then Beth takes this 11-pound ashtray and smashes the dude's fucking skull with it. That motherfucker was dead, dead. And then they took the bodies to the people that ordered the hit and hung them on their back patio. That's a fucking death right there. Holy crap. This is that, 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 that one show you always watch? The, uh-huh. The, the, Yellowstone. The Yellowstone? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right, so I'm going to follow that up with my other TV one. Uh-huh. Uh, Sopranos. The series finale called Made in America. No. 
it's it's when Phil when Phil gets killed. Oh, when he gets shot, when the when the guys run up on him and he gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot. He collapses to the ground, and then his wife jumps out and she's freaking out. And she left it in neutral. She left the car in neutral, and then the car runs over and crushes his head. You don't see it, but you hear the splash. Oh. Bravo. Best Ford commercial ever. <laughs> oh, man, that is great. I, I can't remember that one. I, I just remember being episode or being fucking t- terribly disappointed in the whole black screen thing. Fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could easily overshadow it. But, I mean, if you go back mm. and watch it, it's, it's, it's pretty dope. I will look forward to that. I, whenever HBO runs like The Sopranos again, I'll watch the entire series again. Um, now, now, my number nine has two entries, but it's the same movie. It was at one time ranked as my greatest action movie of all time, and then it got surpassed by The Expendables. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Eraser. Truly one of the greatest action movies of all time. They have this gun in there called the rail gun, and it Mm -hmm. shoots electric beams into your heart, and it makes your heart explode. Now, that was kick-ass on its own. They also yeah. had a drill bit scene where a guy shot a fucking canister like a like a you know a, a mortar into the house and it shot drill bits everywhere. Amazing. But the best scene was in the zoo when Arnold Schwarzenegger was trying to get his witness out of there. Good old uh, what's her name, Miss former Miss America, but in penthouse. Um, mm-hmm. And the alligator case explodes. And the alligator eats one of the bad guys and then goes after Arnold, and he shoots it, and he goes, your luggage. Fucking amazing. Yeah, that's great. Fucking amazing. Awesome. Love that movie. That that is one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that I could watch a million times because it is that badass. (laughs) All right, well, since you did an uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger one, I had one Arnold Schwarzenegger one in here. Uh, Commando, 1985. Great movie. All right, so he's fighting. Uh, he's fighting Bennett in the in the in the, in the bottom of this mansion, right? And it's yep. a, like a big boiler room. Oh yeah. And there's this knuckle, horrible fight. The guy gets electrocuted. He comes back even stronger, you know. And he's here, dying man, John. And he, mm-hmm. he's bone shit. He hits them right. And uh, he's about to shoot. He's about to shoot Arnie. And Arnie rips a pipe out of the wall, and and javelins that some bitch <laughs> right into Bennett. Through Bennett's fucking chest into a hot water boiler. Yep, say it, say it. And then the fucking steam's coming out of the pipe, man. Yeah. He went through all the way. Well, and you remember what Arnold said, right? Hey, Bennett. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's off some steam. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fantastic. Oh, that was such a good man. Oh, that movie, that movie had some great kill scenes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sully, remember oh, yeah. when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, yeah. I, I lied. I mean that movie. That movie had that movie was ahead of its time. That was that was the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that made me a super fan. I mean, I liked him in Terminator, but Commando. And did you know this fact? Oh. That Die Hard was actually supposed to be Commando Part Two. Shut up! I just read that this weekend. Something happened, but the Nakatomi Building was supposed to be Commando Two. And they took it in a different direction because I don't think Schwarzenegger could have filmed it at that time or something like that. And it went with Die Hard. How crazy well, is that? 
Well, let me uh, I got, let me hit you let me hit you back with another one. Okay. Uh, did you know that 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 movie uh, that Die Hard was originally supposed to star Frank Sinatra in it? Shut up. As what? Well, he he was in a, a some TV show from like twenty years prior, right? Where he plays a he plays a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And they we're gonna that, that essentially we're gonna bring back that cop character and put him in that movie as as the John McClane character. Frank Sinatra was seventy years old. He couldn't have been fucking. He couldn't have done that movie. They were contractually obligated to ask him, "Hey, do you want this?" Because of the way that they wrote the contracts back then. Wow. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay." And they're like, "Okay, good, good, good." Because we, we had somebody else in mind. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, you want me to fucking run around barefoot killing fucking Germans? I already did that shit in the fucking World War II pictures I did from here to eternity. Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, your turn. All right, my my number eight is my only horror movie on here. And I have to say that this is by far my favorite horror movie of all time because to this day, it still fucking scares me. And it's the original. It's not the one released that, that was part two, and it's not the redo of it. I'm talking about the original C. Thomas Howell Rutger Hauer, Jennifer Jason Lee film, The Hitcher. A story about a young boy who is, uh, he's paid to drive a car across the country. And he's driving it and he picks up a hitchhiker. He doesn't realize that this hitchhiker is the greatest killer known to mankind. Mm -hmm. And he picks him up and there's a scene in there where he's eating fries in this diner. And he picks up a fry, and it's a human finger. And he starts to put it in his mouth. I'm like, holy shit. And the scene that I am putting in is the scene where Jennifer Jason Lee and, and, and C. Thomas Howell think they've finally gotten away. They've gotten to the cops. They go to a hotel. They have gratuitous sex. And then there's a shower. And Thomas comes out of the shower, and she's not in the room. And he goes looking for her. And he finds her as her hands are attached to the front part of an 18-wheeler, the engine. And her legs are tied to the bed that is locked down in place. And Rutger Hauer is sitting there with, the, with his hand on the clutch. And he ends up pulling her apart. Fucking oh. awesome movie. Oh. Oh, if you've never seen The Hitcher, go out. And to this day, I am still terrified when I see people on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, and Rutger Hauer freaking sells it, dude. That guy is an amazing actor. Oh, and, and I saw that movie. I, I remember the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw it at Big Town Movie Theater, which is no longer around. Uh, it was a dollar theater, and we used to go in there on Saturdays at noon, and we would stay until our parents picked us up about 8 and we would just fucking just steal movies all day. I think I watched The Hitcher like three times in one day. Great movie. Awesome. Great movie. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit you with, uh, with 1985's Day of the Dead. Okay. Zombies break into a military headquarters. It's the last holdout of humanity. And they, they, the door gets busted open. Here come the zombies. Captain Rhodes is kind of, he's kind of the fucker of the whole movie, right? He's kind of the bad guy. Opens the door, and there's just like a horde of zombies that just jump out at him. He's like, ah, and he, they grab him to the ground, and they rip him apart with their bare hands and start eating his entrails. Nice. And his 
last words are joke on him. Joke on him. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, that is fucking awesome. Gold Captain S- Rhodes went out like a fucking man. That's a champion right there. Uh, let's see. Gold says the funny side of Rutger Hauer was Blind Fury. Great movie where he played a blind karate guy with a sword. Uh, oh, I love that movie. Uh, Stinkfist says, uh, Day of the Dead, love that movie too. Shaun of the Dead was hilarious. Okay. Um, that was, that was a good one there. Choke on it, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's those lines that make the scene so much better. And Commando would have been a, a, a good movie, but the lines made Commando so much better. Um, oh, there's so many of them. Oh, there. yeah. You can't even list them all. Um, my number seven. Now, I was very disappointed in the uh, follow-up to this movie. They, they, it had a part two. There's a rumored part three, even though um, Queen Latifah is ruining the Equalizer franchise. The first Equalizer movie with Denzel, it, it, I look for new and kick-ass ways to kill people. And this scene where he goes to the Russian restaurant to try to buy the freedom of an underage Russian hooker played by the girl from the movie Kick-Ass, which, by the way, the movie Kick-Ass had a lot of cool-ass death scenes in, too. Um, And he goes in that room, and they don't take him seriously, and he just destroys, like, eight guys, and he kills one guy mainly. Well, the the two guys that I want to talk about are the one guy he got with the, 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 the wine openers. He sticks them into his chest and then twists and then sticks one under his jaw and twists. But he killed a guy with a fucking shot glass. Shot glass to the eye. Dead. Awesome. 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 <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, holy shit. He just killed a guy with a fucking shot glass. See, yeah. I, I, I love really seeing really. shit that you don't see and you're like, oh, my God. So that, that's my number seven. All right. So uh, let me see here. I think I have eight left. Okay. Number, uh, I guess it would be my number eight, would be uh, Death Proof from 2007. Ooh, Kurt Russell. Stuntman Mike uses his, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Stuntman Mike uses his stunt car. He, he, uh, he, uh, he, gets it, he purposely gets into a car crash with, with, uh, with a car with four women in it because he gets off on that shit. Mm-hmm. And they replay the car crash four individual times to show how each person dies in that car crash. That is awesome. Yeah, I remember that. That was a. But now, did Tarantino do that one? Did he write that one or direct that one? Because that's a Robert Rodriguez one, right? Or, no, no, Robert Rodriguez did the other one. Uh, he did the Planet Terror. It was a. It was a dual. Yeah, it was a dual show. thing. Okay, yeah. So that was a Tarantino. Death Proof was Tarantino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great best movie. Car, best car chase scene ever in a movie. Yeah, it, it is up there. I, I will tell you that. I do like that one there. Uh, okay. Number six is a scene that, I, I mean, it could be closer to the top. It, it, it's tough. But it is, it, it's from what, what I think put Edward Norton over the top in his movie career. American History X, The Curb Stomp. Oh. The, yeah. the, bite the curb. When he says bite the curb, I, I'm, I, I'll never forget the first time I watched that movie and he did it. I had to pause mm-hmm. the movie because it freaked me out so much thinking about how painful that would be. Oh, my God. Yeah, the curb stomp in American History X, number six, greatest death scene in a movie. 
Okay, wait, I just realized I did that one already. Okay, so let me skip to the next one. 1987's Hellraiser. Okay. Dear old Uncle Frank, at the very end of the movie, he, it gets revealed that Uncle Frank's not actually Uncle Frank. He's or that Uncle Frank is actually wearing the skin of uh, Kirstie's father and been pretending to be her father this whole time. <laughs> He's wearing so, the skin, and nobody can tell. That's awesome. So, but at the same time, he he uh, Kirstie opened up this uh, this fucking spirit box as a gateway to hell and made a deal with the demons, the Cenobites, to, instead of killing her, to kill the to kill the uncle that got out of hell. And the way he dies is these freaking chains come out, right? They, with these hooks, and they grip them all over his body, and they start pulling his body and stretching it. Ugh. And uh, the, his last words are, he goes, Jesus wept, and then boom, and he explodes because the chains ripped him apart so hard. Wow. And then the Freaking house explodes and catches fire, and, and Christy has to run out. But yeah, Oof, one that, of my favorites. Man. That is awesome. That, that is a, that's a visual right there. Um, Gold says saw two when dude tests fate, looks through the peephole, turns knob, and gets his wig split by the pistol he set up. I laughed so hard the people probably thought I was demented. Great kill scene. I'll never forget. <laughs> um, I saw the movie, not a horror movie at all, but one of the funniest death scenes ever in a movie, and it's not on our list, um, was the, uh, the the last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. The beginning of that movie when the guy blows his own brains out and he's shooting the football players when he's running down the field, I laughed through that entire scene. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know, I've watched The Exorcist 57 times and it keeps getting funnier. Yeah, exactly. Um, my number five. Now, I believe this is my only real gun death. And it is from the top, I, I think, one of the top franchises when it comes to action movies. And part four is coming out this year, or this next year, The Expendables. Now, this is from part one. It's not where Jason Statham says, I pronounce you man and knife. No, this is when Terry Crews introduces us to the fully automatic shotgun. Yep. And he is just... That's a real-life gun, too. Oh, it, it is. You, you can't get it, but if I got that, I would take my front door off. I'd take the front door of my house off and say, come on, motherfuckers, come on. Oh, he just blows people in half with that thing. That is the greatest gun known to mankind. And it's my awesome. number five greatest kill scene. All right. Well, uh, see, I'm going to respond with uh, John Wick 3. Uh-oh. 2019. Okay. It's the scene in the horse stable. Oh, boy. You're, you're, you're closing in on one of my top ones, but go ahead. Oh, am I? No, I'm it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's quite all right, my friend. Uh, it's, it's, he's fighting these guys. They're trying to kill him. Everybody's trying to kill him in this movie. And he, they get into this horse stable and he's, uh, he points, he aims the horse's ass at this dude that he knocked against the wall and he slaps the horse and what, pow, the horse kicks, caving this dude's head and then yep. snapping his neck back. And he just, you've never seen somebody fall down harder in a movie, but d- bam, he goes down like a sack of potatoes. And, and, and it happened again. He did, he got another guy with another horse. Oh, yeah, he does it twice. He does it twice, but that first one, the oh, yeah. first one he does, it's it's just it's it's the perfect scene. 
perfect movie scene. It is my number two greatest death scene. I will oh, never wow. forget. Okay. I when I when I saw that, I, I was in the theater. I went. I and, and the 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 horse kicked the dude, and I said out loud, "I said, holy shit!" And I mean, people are <laughs> right? looking back at me. It was, and that was after he just got done killing a guy with a library book. Yep. Uh, John Wick 3 was so much better than John Wick 2. And I can't wait until John Wick 4. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's like a holiday, man. Every time, every the last few years, every time they come out with a new, oh, holiday, yeah. a new John Wick. Uh, May, like, uh, let, let's see. Uh, hold on a second here. I don't think I said this to Mage earlier, but um, there you go, Mage. Uh, he says, Silent Hill, the big monster guy, rips all the skin off a girl and throws her skin at a church door. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, it was like the Rambo movie in 2009, I believe, when the sniper takes dude's head clean off. The Rambo movie is one of the greatest action movies ever. I remember that one. That one was a great Rambo movie. I mean, some of the Rambos got a little crazy, you know, when, when Rambo tried to save everybody at the amusement park. It went, uh, that was just terrible. Wait, Rambo in an amusement no, park? No, I'm making that up. It was just funny. there. <laughs> oh, damn it. I didn't get the joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Is it my turn or is it your turn? Uh, I just did John Wick, so it's your turn. Okay. My number four is from the greatest guy movie of all time. Roadhouse. There's a big difference Roadhouse. between guy movies and action movies. Roadhouse, I would never say, is an action movie. It is a total guy movie. Roadhouse. And it's in the scene where, where, where Dalton is wearing sweatpants that are entirely too tight for any human being. No, no, no man should ever wear form-fitting sweatpants. Well, uh, circulation to the lower half of your bodies for pussies. I, I mean, seriously. And uh, this guy, they, they blow up old Emmett's farm, and the guy's trying to get away, this bad dude that the rich guy hired, and, and, and Dalton chases him down, and they start this big, you know, half karate, half prison fight, and the guy pulls out a gun. He says, you know, I, I used to fuck guys like you in prison or rape guys like you in prison. <laughs> I'm like, man, how dare you say that to Patrick Swayze in that beautiful hair? And then Patrick Swayze ripped his fucking throat out and then chucked his sorry carcass in the water and said, Wesley! Wesley! Fucking great scene. That's chill bumps right there. That's Oscar worthy. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get it, man. I mean... I, I mean, I, I, that's what—that's how you know the Oscars are rigged. Yeah, exactly. Patrick Swayze Hello. doesn't get one for fucking Roadhouse. Can we not Seriously. get one posthumously? Hello, he is Patrick Swayze. Seriously, God so Almighty! Fun. All right, now you got—you've got to do two because you've got my number two, and I only have two left. Okay. How, okay. how, how many do you have uh, left? I have one, two, three, four. four okay. Left. Okay, you do two, and then we'll go back and forth. Okay, uh, I'll do uh, these two. These two are real quick. Uh, Friday the 13th, 1980, Kevin Bacon gets an arrow through the throat. He's lying in bed trying to, trying to smoke a cigarette, and then all of a sudden a hand rips out, jumps out, grabs him by the head, holding him in place, and you fucking see an arrow come up through his throat. Yep. Awesome. I remember seeing that and- in the theater. And there was also a scene in that, right, where these two counselors were getting it on. Didn't he throw a spear through him? 
I, I don't think that's in the. I don't think that's in the first one. I think that might be like one of the other ones. Okay. There's so many. It's hard to, yeah. hard to separate them. Yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. Because the first one, Mama was doing all the killing until Jason yeah. killed her at the end. You're right. You're right. My bad. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No the other shit. one is uh, Upgrade from 2018. Uh, there's actually this movie's fucking epic. It's got so many really good kills in it. But I'm gonna give it to the first one and in the kitchen. Uh, so in this movie, he's, he downloads like a brain chip into his head and it takes over his body and he it turns him into a super ninja basically. Okay. Uh, and he's fighting this guy in the kitchen and he, he can't control his body and this guy's about to kill him and he gives control over to the machine. And then all of a sudden he turns into fucking Kung Fu wizard and the guy pulls out a kitchen knife and comes at him with it and he fucking disarms him and then uses the carving knife. And puts it lengthwise in his in his mouth, and then slices his head clean open. Wow! Pretty fucking awesome. It's a great wow. movie. Twenty eighteen upgrade. A lot of people missed it. I, I'd never heard of that. I'm gonna have to check that shit out. That sounds cool. Where he, like he takes over. I mean, and and you know what? I'm thinking about this. You were talking, and 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 I'm thinking about movies. There are a lot of great scenes where people get hurt real bad, like uh, like Out for Justice. I, I know it's Steven Seagal. But he breaks out a dude's teeth with a fucking pool ball. That's fucking kick ass. And he sticks a guy, his hand in, in, in the wall, and he puts a knife in there and says, hang out. That's great shit right there. Um, Good shit. Gold says, my number one better be on your list, fellas. Okay. He says, not the double kill through the bed. I think Christopher's right about that. I think that's part two. Because I don't think Jason's mama was strong enough to get an arrow through two, or a spear through two people. I think that was Jason. But... Um, what's your other one, Jace? Or Christopher, I'm sorry. Well, I just did two, so I have two left. Okay, okay. Do you want to do one right now? No, 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 I'll go, I'll go here. My number three, because my number two, uh, we've talked about the death by horse kick. My number three is from a movie that I don't think gets recognized enough, and it's probably the finest work of Sir Vince Vaughn. And it's a movie called Brawl and Cell Block 99. I don't know this one. Oh, dear goodness. You see, Vince Vaughn is a guy who's trying to take care of his wife and his about-to-be-born child, and he's been on the wrong side of the tracks, and he's trying to clean up, but he has to go do this one job left, and, of course, he gets thrown in prison for it. And not much is said about what kind of badass he is, but he's pretty much the greatest fucking human being fighter I've ever seen in this movie. He gets brought to, like, the, the guy who's running the prison, the bad guy who's running the prison, the criminal, and he sends his karate man after him. And Vince Vaughn makes the karate man look like a retarded child. He beats his ass, and then he shoves his, gra- his face into the concrete ground and rubs it until it's fucking showing the white meat. Holy shit. When he's, when, I had to rewind that scene like four times. I'm like, this is amazing. What movie is this? It's called Brawl in Cell Block 99. I, I, oh, I will man. not I gotta, waste. I got to add that to my list. Don Johnson is the corrupt warden. He plays a fan. This, this, look, I'm just telling you right now, you will dig this fucking movie. I promise you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got to watch Upgrade, and I got to watch the, the, the Brawl and Cell Block. Yes. Man. All right, so I'm going to do my number two. And number two, I have 
1987's RoboCop. Ooh, all right. Filmed actually in Dallas, Texas. Okay, so this one's got an honorable mention in it. Honorable mention to the guy that gets melted by the toxic waste and then gets hit by the car immediately after. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, I'll never forget that scene. That was kick-ass. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the cake goes to the guy when they're trying to demonstrate the Ed 209 machine and how, how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. Put your weapon down. And then the guy's like, what? And he puts the gun down. And he's like, you have 10 seconds to comply. And he starts freaking out. He's like, oh, shit, where do I go? And everybody's shoving him away. And yeah. then, wah, 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 with 15, 50 cal machine guns. He gets shot like a thousand times. I've never seen that ever in a movie. Just one guy take that many giant rounds. <laughs> and he's dead. He's yeah. dead on the table. And the Ed 209 is still firing at him. Oh, it's so great. That movie was so ahead of its time because... You think about the death scenes, the toxic waste on the guy, the Ed 209. Mm-hmm. How about when RoboCop shoots the, the rapist right in the dick, right between the oh, gal's yeah. skirt? I mean, there was the Robo. And, and what about the fucking scene when the bad guys corner Peter Murphy and shoot his, or Alex Murphy and shoot his ass dead? They blow off his oh, hand. Yeah. That's how the movie starts. Yeah. And it makes you like like the guy, too, because he's, he's a nice family guy. Oh, yeah. And they fucking mercilessly kill him so bad. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. My number one. And it, it inspired this entire list. And everybody probably knows what my number one is, but I don't care. It's from last season of The Boys. When the, the they're hunting uh, bad superheroes, and they're looking for this guy, and I've researched the name. He's known as the Termite. And they show up at this party, and he can shrink down to any size he wants to. And he's, like, doing party tricks. He's banging a Barbie doll. And everybody's watching, and they're all laughing, right? Well, he gets done with that, and he comes back to full size. And it turns out he's gay. And he starts making out with this dude. And they start doing the old booger sugar, the old, okay. you know, the old, the old salt of the devil himself, the old cocaine. Tony Montana's best. Yep. And uh, he's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do you good right now. And he takes a big old snort of Coke. And as he's walking it and he shrinks down to very, very minuscule size. And he jumps up and he goes into the guy's pee pee hole. Now, usually that would turn me off. That, that would get me to turn the channel, but it was the boys. And I'm thinking to myself, something, something amazing is about to happen. And it did. And it showed the guy, he's touching the sides of the penis and all this. And he's like, get to the prostate, get to the prostate. Well, whoopsie-daisy, the booger sugar caught up with our friend, the termite, termite. And as he sneezed, he expanded into full size, making the man explode through the penis. Exploding penis, greatest death scene I've ever seen. Holy crap. You, okay, we should have had you go last. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, that to me is the most epic. I, I don't know. Like if, if I was the boys, I would never do another season because I can never do a death that great again. No, how do you, how, how do you top that? Oh. All right, what do you got, oh. buddy? All right, well, I mean, there's no topping that one, but 
my absolute favorite, and it's probably one of my favorite, because a lot of these are my absolute favorite movies, right? But The Fly, 1986. Oh, my God. Now, now I'm, I'm going to stop you beforehand because this is truly amazing. You probably don't know. It, I've maybe told this story once or twice on the show, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Christopher, but I have. This is the Jeff Goldblum one, right? Yep, Jeff Goldblum. I went. I was in St. Louis, Missouri, when that movie came out, because my my youngest nephew Jamie was about to be born, and that was my sister Patty's first son, and my dad wanted to be there for it because. You know, he liked Patty. I, I don't know why he liked Patty, but fuck, I guess somebody needed to. And my 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 oldest brother-in-law, Tom, who's like my brother, he suggested that we take Patty's husband, Jim, out to the movies. I said, okay, let's go see The Fly. Let's go see something that blows our mind. Oh, my God. So his wife, my sister Patty, is nine and a half months pregnant, right? Uh-huh. And we're watching this movie, and there's a scene in the movie where I believe Gina Davis is the love interest in the movie, correct? Davis, yep. And she is impregnated by Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And the scene where he's having the dream of the baby being born as a gigantic maggot. Yeah, like <laughs> she births a maggot. She births a maggot. My brother-in-law, Jim, the father-to-be, throws up over his shoulder and walks out of the theater. My brother, Tom, and I, my brother, Tom, and I were on the fucking ground. Oh, my God. He fucking cubed it? Oh, he lost. I mean, because, you know, I mean, his wife's pregnant, and we, I didn't know that scene was in the movie. We, We did not talk the entire night after that. I, and, oh, what do you say? I mean, Tom and I, until the day Tom died, Tom and I shared that memory, and that is one of my, it, truly one of my greatest family mem- memories of all time. So I, I love telling that story, and, and please continue with The Fly. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, just, to, just to be uh, upstaged twice in a row, oh, my <laughs> God, dude. That is, that is the most ridiculous. That's insane. He freaking cubed it in the theater. I'm so stuck on that. Oh, it was so uh, funny. I, I, I will never, ever forget that as long as I live. Well, okay, so the, the, the reason why it's my number one is the fly essentially, the whole movie is one very, very long death scene. Uh, he, you know, in the movie, he, he, had, he goes to the teleporter and he gets his DNA combined with that of a fly and he starts mutating into a fly. So awesome. And towards the end of the movie, he gets to the point where his flesh is melting off of his body, and he's feeling all of this. and You know, he's just like, imagine that. Imagine just like your body just shedding itself. Oh, yeah. And he comes out, and he's like, he's like a, a horrible fly hybrid monster. And he's, he's, he's desperate to try to reverse the process, so he shoves Gina Davis into the, into the teleporter, and he goes in the other one, but then the other guy at the same time, he shoots the teleporter machine and he's trying to get out of it, but the, the timer goes off and then boom, the teleporter snaps him while he's half in and half out of the machine and teleports him to the other machine and combines him with the telepod. 
and he comes out this mangled mess, half machine, half fly, <laughs> and he crawls over to Gina Davis and he puts the shotgun to his head. Oh yeah, you know, begging, like, just put me out of my fucking misery, please. Yeah, and she does it, and it's it's just oh my, it's yeah. The the 1986's The Fly is one of my just absolute most beloved movies. A lot, a lot of these are, but I the I have to tell you that that. I remember vividly describing that scene to Jim as we were walking out of the theater, and he asked me to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that I got to say, uh, Gold says, okay, your number one is very good. Can't believe you guys left the Joker making the pencil disappear. So uh, let, let me ask you this, Christopher. More interesting, the Joker making the pencil disappear or John Wick killing a guy with a pencil? You you beat me to it. I was mm-hmm. about to say John Wick did it better, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. When it comes to death by pencil, it goes John Wick. John Wick's a John bad Wick. motherfucker. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You, you, you do not fuck with John Wick. No, no, and I, I can't wait till March when that movie comes out. Now, speaking of that, anything that you are really looking forward to in twenty twenty three? Uh, well, um, let me think. I haven't, you know what? Yeah. Well, it's going to, it's kind of nerdy, but they're bringing back uh, the X-Men cartoon TV show from the nineties. They're bringing that back. And that's like, interesting thing I'm excited for. Not, not Indiana Jones. No, I'm actually dreading Indiana Jones because of, I'm nervously optimistic after I saw 1923, the, the Harrison Ford version of Yellowstone. Harrison Ford still has chops, but I don't know how much yeah. action he has because he is an old man. He's he's damn near eighty years old. Um, they should have recasted Indiana Jones. Years oh ago and- no, they can't do that. I mean, I mean, Christopher, Christopher. It's like James Bond. You, you just you just recast it every few years with a different guy and just do new adventures. That's the way they should do it. I, I, I mean, but we can't because I mean, when you hear this. All I see is Harrison Ford. It's all I'll ever see. Now, James Bond is interesting. Do you think, what do you, well, you know what? Since I got you on the phone and we can talk about movies, what do you think about this shakeup going on at DC right now? Oh, the, the DC shakeup? Yes. Um, okay, so, um, so it, 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 at first I was kind of pissed off because they got rid of Henry Cavill. They, they're, they're, you know, they got rid of Superman. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And honestly, so it looks like what they want to do is they want to get rid of the Zack Snyder verse, you know? So mm-hmm. then they want to reintroduce all the characters over again. And I think the plan is, I don't know, but I think the plan is to start a fresh, you know, just dump everything you did before and start fresh around um, the Pattinson Batman. Really? The then, Pattinson Batman? So yeah, and, and you're gonna have young, young Batman, young yeah. Superman, uh, young everything else. I, I I don't like the Pattinson Batman though. I I just don't. I I don't care for it at all. It it, it makes me sad. Jen just says, "What about Temple of Doom, where he reaches in and pulls the guy's heart out? Old school original death scene seared on my memory." Yeah. Oh look, 
the the Indiana Jones movies had some great death scenes. The people melting when the Ark of the Covenant was opened, great scene. Mm-hmm. The, the that was that was on the list for a while, but I ended up taking it off. Mm-hmm. The, the Ark of the Covenant scene. Yeah, I mean, and and the sword guy. Somebody just wrote it, where the sword guy's flipping the sword, and he just pulls out the gun and shoots him. Fucking amazing <laughs> scene. Um, I'm baffled by the DC. Is does DC enjoy just getting the shit kicked out of it by the Marvel Universe day in and day out? Like, well, again, I, I think that's that's part of the the, uh, the positive to this whole shakeup is that now you can actually because the, they they kind of fucked it up the first time they they skipped they skipped immediately to Justice League they skipped immediately to Batman v Superman and they skipped immediately to the death of Superman like those are those are stories that you need to build up to. Sure not start off with, you know what I mean? No, I I get what you're saying. I like Henry Cavill as, as Superman. I thought he was a great Superman. And now the reports are is that he's going to be the next James Bond. Do you think that's going to happen? James Cavill is James Bond? Yeah. Or Henry Cavill is Hen- James Bond? Yeah. No, I haven't heard of that at all. Yeah, he'd I mean... He'd make an awesome... He'd make a kick-ass James Bond. I, I think so. I, I think he'd be awesome as that. I... I mean, I've heard Idris Elba's name is James Bond. I don't care. Just I, I never bought Daniel Craig. I just couldn't buy Daniel Craig. And, 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 and he was like fucking Pierce Brosnan. Couldn't buy Pierce Brosnan. Everybody loved Pierce Brosnan. I'm a Roger Moore guy. I'm a Roger Moore, Sean fucking, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. Oh, I'm shitting here. Shitting here, looking at the computer screen, I shit in my chair. Uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the bridge breaks, the guy falls into the crocs and burps up after eating him. Yeah, I mean, Indiana Jones had a lot of great kill scenes. A lot of movies have great kill scenes, but I, I, I think our list was pretty to, solid. Our job was to narrow it down. Yeah. To narrow it down to the best of the best. And uh, I, I think you did a great job. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other movies that I need to see this year besides India. Aside from John Wick, um, did you ever did you ever watch Northman? I kept telling you to watch that. one. No, I haven't watched that one yet. I need to watch that. I, I'm just disappointed. Like this holiday season has really sucked. I, we might go see the Mariah or not Mariah Carey. Uh, you know, Whitney Houston has a biography coming out this week. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go review that. <laughs> or actually, well, if you're gonna go watch it, maybe I'll let you review that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily review that if we go see that one. Um, anything else, anything, I, before I say this, um, Christopher, you have done an, an amazing job doing the movie reviews. I cannot say thank you enough. And now that I have you on the phone and I can publicly thank you in front of all the ass family, I want to say great job and keep up the amazing work. I really appreciate it. It means, it means the world to me. And I, I thoroughly enjoy and take pride in in doing the reviews and, and helping the show in any way I can. Well, you do a great job, my friend. I hope that you have a very, very Feliz Navidad, my Hispanic brother. See, look at that. Look at that. I'm multilingual just for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, buddy. You have a great Christmas, and uh, we will talk soon. See ya. See you, buddy. Uh, there you go. Uh, my man, Christopher, in Fresno, dodging bullets, driving them kids to school. <clears throat> what did you think of the movie Amsterdam? Thank you, Christopher. I've got tickets with the ladies to see uh, the Whitney movie, Can't Wait. 
Hangtown Jen says, we appreciate you, Christopher. Good to hear your voice. Amen to that. All right, we will take one more break. We'll come back, and I've got a wonderful edition of the World News Daily Report coming up next. Hey, Gold, remember yesterday when I asked Straight Fire about the music and you said play these?
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Ah, once again, big ups. Big, big, massive ups. <coughs> Clareton is cleaning out the mucus. Uh, big ups to Christopher. Great job on the uh, the greatest deaths in movie and TV scenes. Couldn't have done it without you, pal. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, lots and lots of fun. Tomorrow on the show, we will have Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy on. We'll be discussing the NFL tomorrow. We'll be discussing other things, uh, including Joe's, uh, and, and I'll come up with a few, uh, New Year's resolutions. And then in the last hour of the show, we'll have V. Coop call, and we will go over our 2023 predictions. I have a bunch of predictions. He has a bunch of predictions, and we'll keep track, including, including the ever-so-popular 2023 Death Pool. There you go. Now that's tomorrow. Today, still have a segment to go. First thing we're going to do before we get to the weekly world news headlines. Um, Christmas is this week, right? Christmas is, what day is Christmas? Uh, I don't even know what day it is. Uh, Christmas is Sunday. So you got a few shopping days left. Um, so, uh, the, the fine folks here at, uh, who, who did this, uh, some, some asshole company came together and said, these are the toys kids should get for Christmas this year. So we're going to go through a few of these toys. And if you get these toys for your children, I'm going to tell you what that means. <clears throat> Number one, Amazon.com's Rubik's Phantom. Um, this is a stuck, a stocking stuffer for $15, uh, that you're, you're, you're starting to dip into big t- shit, shit territory there. The stocking stuffers are like a dollar. They, they're not $15, $15 stocking stuffer. Now, come on, where you touch each tile to reveal its color temporarily to get it to work, solving the cube before it fades too fast. Um, you want your kid to shut up on car rides. That's what this guy, they, 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 look, look, you've got a big trip planned for the next year, and you think this will be the way to shut Junior up and try to keep him off his cell phone. Not going to work. <clears throat> the next one here we have is the, uh, I guess these are all from Amazon, the Squishy Circuits Kits. Yeah, see, Jen, you get it. To grow up in a house of $15 stocking stuffers. Shit. Stocking stuffers were like candy. And and, and like pins and and things like that. Not $15. Get your kids the Iraqi Nerf suicide vest. The Squishy Circuits kit. Um... Double kit. They, they use Play-Doh to create circuits that light up and, and spin. Uh, yes, hello, dear. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, can you play my theme song? Uh, uh, our theme song, The Days of Our Lives? Yes. Uh-oh. Well, we have an update. Ah. Uh. All right, so the, the days at Casa States, 
What's going on? I, I have no this idea what this is. Motherfucker. Oh, the other boy. day, he uh, drops the baby off with his ghetto-ass fucking stereo piece of shit trying to bump it down the street like he's somebody. Right. No shirt on. No no socks. Right, right. The right. baby. Below zero. Yes. The baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today, the oh, baby boy. comes out in just a fucking diaper. It's 48 degrees outside. No blanket, nothing. He came in like a flannel onesie and a Santa hat. Oh, I'm sorry. He had a Santa hat on to keep his head warm. But not the rest of his fucking body. Wait, 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 wait. Roscoe was being a dirty Santa? He's a dirty Santa. He has has his, 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 his diaper on and nothing but a Santa cap. Yes. That would be correct. Wow. Degrees outside. So I tell the dumbass, I'm not going home. I'm going out and about because I have a light. And um, I'm going to need an outfit for him to wear. So what does this motherfucker bring me? No, boy. The out- I told him, bring me the one that he threw up on because he throws up on himself all fucking day long. So what's the difference? Right. He's a baby. I did, I did get the cowboy onesie back. That was Good. the onesie he gave me. That you know, it's fifty or it's forty-eight degrees, so let's just wear a onesie out here. So I did get the the cowboy onesie back. Wow! But this motherfucker, I'm I'm serious. I'm calling CPS on this asshole. Like, is, is this for real? And of course, I sent my daughter a picture. This is how I received him. <laughs> I know how he went over there because he came and saw me at work. Wow! That's not how he was returned to me. Wow! I just don't know what to do at this point. Yeah, um, uh, well, we we know what to do, but but Mama's got to be the one that pulls the trigger. You you, you know, know that. You you know you, you and I stand on the same ground here. But... I know. Well, I have to go buy a printer today because I got to print her shit because uh, we'll be serving him with divorce papers. Okay. All right. And it only takes sixty days in Texas. Can, can so. we go to that new that that two story Sam's place today? We'll see how your behavior is. All right. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Kid showing up fucking naked. Is the Vito Corleone death in Godfather on your... No, that... that look, it, it very... Well, he dies in the, the tomato bush? Eh, no, that one's not going to make it. Did you say to him, uh, Strip, I want to see your ass walk to the front door in underwear and a hat. Nothing else, motherfucker. Seriously, Strip. It's supposed to be freezing temps in Dallas on Christmas. Y'all might want to feel that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cold. I just got a picture of him. <laughs> Poor little guy in his in his car seat. He's naked as a jaybird except for the fucking hat and diaper. What's wrong with this kid? Oh, Jesus Christ. This guy's a fucking peach. Serenity now. All I can see is my big Bowie knife right now, in, in just going into this guy's spine. I wouldn't let him watch the baby now if he's going to not dress him. We'll take her to court. He probably won't since he doesn't care much about spending time with him. No, this kid, this this guy's a piece of shit. Just uh, utterly piece of shit. Christ Almighty. Fucking 48 degrees outside, dude. Um, let's see. I, I'm going through this list of toys. They, these toys all suck. 
This is crap. Now, okay, here we go. We got arcade1up.com, Super Pac-Man Countercade. It's a mini version of Pac-Man. That's pretty cool. That's not a bad game. Uh, the father, yeah, the father of Roscoe's a lazy bum, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are all the, you know what, I, I just, after hearing that, Jesus criminy. Good God almighty. Um, <laughs> oh, and from what I understand now, um, through other sources, um, it's been revealed that, yes, he, he was nothing more than a babysitter for ammunition when he was doing his time in the Marines and likes to display all four of his ribbons. That's right, I said it, four. So that is Braddy was talking about on Facebook. Yes, yes, Douglas, yes. Yeah, this has been a real peach. Uh, I, I guess you weren't around on that, those shows where I was giving the backstory about this whole thing and little Roscoe and man, oh, man. I, I see Roscoe look at me, and I can already tell that he's saying, holy shit, did I hit the genetic lottery? And I'm going to have to tell him, no, you didn't. The, the, you, you and I don't share any genetics, but I, you know what? I'm going to look out for you. I can finally mold my little Arnie Jr. I don't know if he's going to be the greatest stand-up comedian in the world or the greatest left-handed pitcher. We have already started tying his right hand behind his back. Just kidding. No, we only told it there. With me, Roscoe's got a shot. With, with, with the donor, somebody said it. Uh, he's going to be drinking 40s on the fucking porch with his dad at 12, probably. Hangtown Jen says, God, I love you. <laughs> what, that, that the kid didn't hit the genetic lottery? I mean, come on. Oh, no, they're not together anymore. No, no. And the other day, the other, the other day was the, the craziest thing I've ever seen. And, and I'm still dumbfounded at this one. No, I don't, like I said, Cowboys girl, look, as much as I'd love for him to be a linebacker for the Cowboys, he did not hit the genetic fucking, you know, like the dad's genetics, no, bad, just bad. We got to work on getting those genetics out. Um, but, I mean, I, I just, I weep for the future. Because this guy is he's going to procreate more. I, I, I know he's going he wanted to have 10 kids originally. Seriously, this guy who, who has a career ideal set at, at Taco Bell um, wanted to have 10 kids. So he's ready to procreate even more. And I'm telling you right now, the world is going to be a worse off place. If he's with his dad, he's going to be kidnapping dogs and giving him back for rewards. Well, he might be doing that with me, too. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's not really a puny guy. I wouldn't say he's puny. He's just, he's average. And, and me calling him average is about the greatest compliment I could ever give him. Because he is so below average. Define puny little dude. <laughs> he just like like I just look at him and I just go, what the fuck, man? Just what the fuck? No personality, what? 
I mean, geez. Douglas says, like, I'm fun size, 5'7". Just wondering why not just cut him off. Make him be uh, on the fighting end. Little mama needs to quietly take over 100% and file for divorce and then let the courts take him to the rails. I mean, seriously, the three of you wouldn't, uh, would, if given the chance, not pick him as a sitter. He's not qualified. No, it's, it, it's true. And, and look, we just had to wait the 60 days, print up them divorce papers, and boom. Right now, it's uh, look, look, here, here's the thing. He's from Florida. He does have fluoritis. I, I'll give you that. There are two major victims here, and I know it takes two to tango in a marriage. And when you have somebody who's a go-getter, who's out there busting her ass, going to school, working, birthing and raising a child, washing all of the bottles by hand, for the child, he doesn't do that. Um, and still getting a, a, an education, still getting straight A's, mind you, in college courses. Her go-getterness and his lazy-assness just didn't meet. It was oil and water. They just didn't go together. But that doesn't matter anymore. And 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 the thing is, is that I... It, I will say this as someone who was divorced. Divorce sucks. As much as I enjoyed divorcing Satana, and let me tell you, I would divorce her every fucking single time. Divorce sucks. And and I'll tell you why it's I'll tell you why it sucked for me. Yes, yes, I was free and my life got better. But I will always know that I failed. And a lot of people say it takes two to tango. Yes, it does, and I'm part of that tango, and I failed. And as one of those people that is a go-getter, or at least at one time in his life was, but now he's 52 and he doesn't fucking want to do all that shit anymore, um, failing is the worst feeling in the world. I looked at the examples that were in front of me, and, and it took me a couple years to get over this from my, from my divorce. Um, I had an example of my dad, who was married to my birth mom until the day she died. They were married for 20 years. And then he married Jeannie, my, my stepmom, on the day before my first birthday, and she lived for... She lived until I was 20, she got to see me sober, so 26 almost. So he's married to her for 25 years. My sister Mary Jo married her high school sweetheart Tom. They are married until he died of cancer, and they were married for 40 years. My sister Patty is married to her husband, and they've been married for almost 40 years now. And then there was Arnie. Arnie couldn't even fucking get it together for three years. And I beat myself up over that. And it's what happens when you go through these things and you're a person that's used to winning. And I know that the spawn is a winner because she was raised by a winner. She was raised by a couple of winners. She is a winner. 
And the reason this isn't progressing faster, and I totally understand it, is that she has to deal with this. And it, it, man. Like I said, and the joke is true. You know, why is divorce so expensive? Because it's fucking worth it. And it is. It is so worth it. But you still have to get through this mundane part. Now, divorce is good for the soul. I'm best friends with my ex. We were too young to think forever. Was a good idea, but uh, didn't have the skills. I take that failure and I hold it high. Hell yeah, I'm divorced. I'm damn good at it. Most successful thing I did: divorce and raise two healthy, mentally stable kids. I'm glad you look at it that way, and I appreciate that. I think she married the loser because she was trying to replace her dad who just passed. I can see that. Uh, hey, we're almost at two and a half years, and you're so happy. <laughs> yeah, so I I am beyond. <laughs> No, I, hey, I have to say, I've never been this happy in my life. I, I, I really do mean it. <laughs> v Coop's, uh, all right, V Coop's ready to move on. He's ready for the World News Daily Report, so I'm ready to do it too. Uh, now I just got to find the, the right sound effects here. Uh, is it in this one? There it is. There we go. And now. And now. It's time, it's time for the, for the World, World News, News. Daily, Daily Report. Oh, man. Boy, do we have some doozy ramas today. Our first story, Dateline, Houston, Texas. This is a story about 67-year-old pastor of the Greensbury First Presbyterian Church, Jalapena, Kevin LaRue. And he's had that job for the last 35 years, jalapeno. Jesus. Multiple generations of families have enjoyed going to see him as their pastor. The holidays are a special time in Greensbury. No holiday is more important than Christmas. This year was supposed to be extra special as the congregation raised enough money to have live animals in this year's nativity scene, Jalapena. They usually have a big crowd, but now with live animals, they have over a thousand visitors every weekend night. Sadly, no one will ever know for sure how many people would show up this year. Two nights ago, a member of the church came back to the parking lot around midnight. Earlier in the day, he'd lost his wallet and was retracing his steps. The church member, who will remain nameless, heard a kerfluffle and had to spring to see what was the matter. There was a kerfluffle going on in the pen where the livestock were being held. Upon closer inspection, he could see a large figure amongst the sheep. The figure turned out to be Pastor Kevin LaRue, who was caught by his parishioner violently raping the sheep. Oh, no, not that one, no. When authorities arrived, he was in the process of hosing himself off and several sheep. Police turned off the water and placed the pastor under arrest. Jalapeno. <laughs> He's been charged with lewd charges of bestiality, public indecency, trespassing, and lewd and lucivious behavior involving an animal. 
Man, oh man, I want to hear his sermon. I want I want to hear his sermon on next Sunday. Holy sheep. <laughs> oh pastor, that's so bad. <laughs> that priest was being bad. Mike said it's better the sheep than a boy. Amen to that. But man, oh man, can you yeah, I mean just think. Dude sitting around, man, that sheep looks kind of fucking sexy. What possesses? Hold on a second here. We 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 got to sidebar this. What makes somebody go? Wow, that sheep fucking turns me on. Like I, I look at sheep and they all look the same. They all look dirty. They all poop in pellets and do all that kind of weird stuff. I don't like sheep. You know, I, I think I'm getting a boner looking at that sheep. You know, there's only one thing I can do, and that would be go to satisfy this boner in that sheep. What the fuck goes on in those people's minds? Poor sheep don't want any of it. You didn't get any consent. Sheep doesn't have a sign on it. You know, fuck me in the ass all you want. And how does he know he's getting the right hole? What what if that sheep is just a one-input sheep? I don't see a lot of sheep sucking dick. So usually sheep are just two inputs. But mainly they're just one input. I mean, God almighty. No one knew he was an animal fucker. Guess he pulled the wool over their eyes. Wow, the text message is back. Um, let's see, his clothes were wet. Wiping it off would have not done a thing. So it was washed. I should have put him in it and then handed it to my mom naked. I don't know about this. Who's here? Why is there somebody here? Shut up, Bubba. These dogs have been active today. Good Lord. Uh, all right, next one up. Here we go. Well, let's see. Oh, we got to make sure we have everything turned up correctly because this is my audition tape here. And now, and now, 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 our next, our next tag tag line. Line. from the world, 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 world. Daily, 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 daily report, 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 gold, gold, right there, Jerry, gold. At least the congregation for years to come will be able to say, well, we used to have a live nativity scene. (laughs) That is until the incident. Um, Dateline, Miami, Florida. A ghostly pale man riding a horse drew attention to the beaches of Miami. A lifeguard thought he'd talk to the man since it was obvious he didn't spend much time at the beach. Wanted to make sure the man would be cautious and, you know, if he goes in the ocean. The man, identified later as Langford Hornsby, the lifeguard, who was asked to remain nameless, noticed dried blood around the mouth of Hornsby and chunks of some sort of clumped meat in his hair. Of course, local authorities were called upon seeing Hornsby in this manner. Police brought him in for questioning. He was asked what the blood around his mouth and chunks of meat were, and he said, 
It was his family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You see, he goes on to explain that he and his family were snowed in without food. By the way, they're Amish. In a matter of fact, uh, he said that he his family did what they had to do to survive. After the first family member died, they were eaten in the next and so on until it was just Langford. The ordeal sent him into psychosis, and he rode his horse through the night to Miami for reasons unknown. Authorities are still trying to figure out jurisdiction issues as to whether the strictly Amish matter or not. Updates will continue. Boy, oh boy. Man, that guy looks kind of weird. He's awful pale to be riding a horse on the beach. Wait a second. Do we allow people riding horses on beaches here? Yikes. That's just good. That's just good stuff right there. I I, I love these. These these stories make me light up. They went from Amish to Delish. (laughs) And now, now, our next next headline headline. headline. from the World News Daily Report. That's talent right there. Why are all these stories happening in Texas now? What happened? What did Florida? Did all Floridians move to fucking Texas? Sugarland, Texas, Dateline. Chase McKinney, 26 years old, is recovering in a Houston hospital as the recipient of a horse penis. And his surgery was the first time attaching a horse penis onto a human, and it was a success. Chase was referred to as what people call micropenises. Micropenis is the measures less than three inches in length when erect. Living in Texas where everything's bigger, Chase couldn't help but feel like he was coming up short. Chase and his two-and-a-half-inch penis have been laughed out of more beds than he can count. Growing up on a farm, he was always in awe of the stud horses and their girthy, masculine penises. There's a phrase I didn't think I would ever say in my broadcasting career. The girthy, masculine penises of horses. The GMP. When offered the penis, he didn't say nay. Months and months online research paired him up with a doctor who specialized in interspecies reproductive transplant surgery. Um, The surgery could not take place in America with rules and restrictions on that crazy type of surgery. Not to mention all the ethical quagmires they talk about. Um... Pretty straightforward procedure, Uh, 14 hours of surgery. The adult male horse penis that is girthy and masculine as well was in stable condition, transferred to hospital uh, in Houston where he's currently residing. So far, Chase, good news is, good news, kids. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
He is able to maintain a rather large erection. He has yet to try to ejaculate in fear of blowing a hole through the door. Sutures will be removed in weeks. He will be free to use and abuse his new penis as much as he wants. Can someone audio cut that drop? What, the girthy masculine penis? He's clearly not a speciesist, no. Oh, good God, my penis is a micro. Praise Jesus. Jen says, because every girl wants a horse-sized dick coming at her. Well, well, hold on a second here. Now, see, we this is where we discuss the news story. We don't just give you the story; we discuss it. Ladies, you know, let 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 me let me set the mood. There we go. Let's say you're on a date with a feller. Things are going good. Maybe you're getting a little hot. Maybe you're getting a little heavy. Maybe there's some heavy petting going on. Maybe some rubbing. Lots of friction. And you decide it's time to take the tuna boat to Pound Town. Now, ladies. What is your reaction when you pull off his pants and you see a horse cock? Because the horse is a different color than him. I I I mean I mean, does this one like do you go whoa 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 wait a second what is that thing? You're coming at me with a fucking howitzer. He's gonna need those grabber things for old people just to jack off. Damn right, he's in stable condition. I mean, I mean that one. That one, I, I, I would think that would stop you in your tracks. That's what I'm at, ladies. I'm asking you. Like, do, do you fake like a headache, or, or, or do you go, oh, I just started my period, or do you take that some bitch on? Do you say there, there's my Everest? A woman asked Santa for her man to get a horse cock, and Santa says he'll poke your eye out, kid. Well, I'm sure this guy is really happy that, that everybody knows that he had a micro penis. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you not uh, mention that in the story? Uh, just say that I had an accident or something that I, I just had. No, you can't. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Got two more of these bad boys. The last one is so good. Um, fake a headache? No, you stand up, walk the fuck out, risk rupturing internal organs? Fuck no. I've had a dude whip out a dong that seriously scared me. It was too big. I didn't want him stretching me out. I just played the, uh, I'm too drunk. There you go. Good, good, good. Um, hold on, I gotta find the the second, What, what happened to the second story? I did have a second story here. All right, I'll I'll do this story here. This is good. We haven't gone overseas. Uh, let me make sure. Uh, yeah. Sexual. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, teat waffle whistle. Can you imagine the the why 
the wife of that man. She sounds like a kazoo walking down the street. No shit. All right, here we go. Next one up here. Um... And now, our next headline of the World News Daily Report. Talk about shutting your cum hole. All I know is that when I was I had a college boyfriend with a micro penis, I bought him a pump and then he dumped me. Jesus. Uh, Dateline Saudi Arabia. You know everything good happens in Saudi Arabia. The government has passed legislation that will now allow women to masturbate. Wow, there you go. Wow. All the women there were saying... They were probably saying praise Allah. Hallelujah, probably not what they were saying. But yeah, we get it, right? Um, a new bill will allow women over the age of 21 to masturbate without securing the consent of a guardian. The same rules that apply to Saudi men, according to a statement from the Kingdom Center for Government Communication. It's a major step towards ending a restrictive guardianship system that has been heavily criticized at home and abroad. Saudi women are now legally allowed to insert any object they please in any orifice as long as the item halal is permissible according to Islamic law. Now we got to get we 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 need to go find out what things are permissible in in, in Islamic law to stick in your butthole. Um. Oh, you dumped him. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I I apologize. I I read that wrong. I was reading it too fast. You dumped him. Good. How can you tell when a Saudi woman has a big O? She explodes. I had a guy pull out a micro mini, and I didn't even know they existed. I was 17. I looked at it. I told him I promised my mom I wouldn't have sex. Um, a number of conservative leaders have publicly criticized the new piece of legislation, fearing it promotes public indecency in the practice of homosexuality and bestiality. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam has been loosening social restrictions on masturbation, which was once prohibited in the kingdom and considered as self-rape and an offense punishable as adultery or fornication. Well, you can tell how old the country is when they use words like fornication. That's like using the word coitus. Coitus is such a clinical term. Boy, I coitus the shit out of her ass. Not, not anything guys would ever say. When you try to get a Saudi woman to come, do you whisper in her and say 911, 9-11? Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Here we go. Final story time. Oh, boy. This is so fucking great. Oh, wait. That's not the right sound effect, Beach. You know what? We, 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 I'm, I'm going to do this one big. Hold on. I got I to get the right music, too. Let's see. Uh, no, no, no. No, I want this. Oh. Oh, I, I don't have that? Oh, hold on a second here. Uh, did, did, did just hold on a second, people. Little, 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 uh, little, uh, hmm. 
little online uh, or live action here. Hmm, 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 hmm. I just saw your Christmas story joke. Self-rape. That's dumber than the strawberry milk idiot. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Self-rape. Uh, when you try, let's see, okay, here, oh, there we go, okay. This is the correct movie to, in music, right? I only like the it. I gotta say, their national anthem, it, it, it kicks you in the ass at the end. I, I, I'll give it up to the Canadians for that. For the Canada, we stand on God. For the that's the national anthem. I mean, it, 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 it's right below ours. That was a pretty good national anthem. And it don't deserve this kind of story. (laughs) A woman desperate for sex after a series of failed Tinder encounters made an extremely poor decision in Edmonton. Remember that phrase, extremely poor decision. That's right up there with girthy, masculine penis. 29-year-old Amanda Martin called 911 herself around 4.30 in the morning. The 911 operator was unable to understand exact nature of the problem, but could tell that there was a, a real emergency from Miss Martin's voice. So, the 911 operator did her job and sent city workers, policemen, and paramedics to the site. A pair of city employees, usually assigned to road maintenance, arrived on the site first and were shocked with what they saw. Jason Cunningham was first on the scene. He says, hey, eh? At uh, first, we thought she was just uh, leaning against the old hydrant, eh? But as I came closer, I realized that she had her pants down around her ankles, you know. And then I kind of figured out what was going on, eh? She was screaming like hell and insulting us for trying to help. But seriously, we're not trained at all to help a 400-pound woman who gets frozen to fire hydrants stuck in their body cavities. It's a miracle we could help her at all. That's right. This woman got drunk and she... Fuck the fire hydrant. (laughs) Paramedics arrived on the site less than two minutes after the workers freed her and they took her to care. She was transported in critical condition. She did regain consciousness a few hours later, but suffers from both second and third degree frostbite and is considered in a state of shock. (laughs) 
Canadian health authorities have released a brief communique this morning to remind the population to avoid touching direct any metal objects at temperatures below zero, especially having sex with them. That is an extremely bad decision. I do believe it was just her vag, V. Coop. Hey, hey, uh, you stuck on that? Oh, wow, eh? Oh, I haven't seen anything like that since the moose got hit. Did she at least get an orgasm? Incomplete reporting. See, this is why there are no journalists left. That's a great That's a great question. But you can't beat that spray when it does flow. I mean, it would put the man with the horse dick to shame. No kidding. Does she think it's going to go off? She's going to be telling that, 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 that firefighter, yeah, you're as drunk as I am. You got whiskey dick. Oh, my God. Now, look, 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 we know that these stories are like pro wrestling, and that's all I'm going to say. But I want to believe they're true. I do. I want to believe that two guys rolled up on some chick who was fucking just pounding a fire hydrant in, in Edmonton, eh? Oh, that it? Not, not an extra warning. Don't fucking public equipment. Dear Jesus, Dome Fighter has to grab at some point. Was she singing Huey Lewis's Happy to be Stuck with You? Good Lord. Oh, all right. That is going to do it for us today, Ask Family. What a show it was. Thank you again to Christopher for taking time out of his day. Uh, to be a part of the big show once again tomorrow. Huge show again. we got Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy doing all of our football picks. We'll update you on our, our standings. And then V. Coop's going to call in, and we're going to do predictions of 2023. Joe is going to have his New Year's resolutions, and I'll have some as well. Friday, uh, my original mentor in uh, broadcasting, Kirby Moss, will be on. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. Until tomorrow, ass family, y'all have a spectacular and wonderful hump day, hump day, hump day. And until tomorrow, adios, everybody. Play. Fall deeper in love with you I'm not the kind of guy who gets swept away So here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna give you this heart of mine But that's where I draw the line I'm only gonna give you everything i
mistake I'm gonna treat you with more tenderness Than any one woman can take I'm gonna make all your dreams come true But after that, baby, I'm through As far as it goes You've got your limits I've got mine I'm only gonna go the distance Time after time I'm only gonna give you everything Take it a mile beyond the end of the road I'm gonna love you one day past forever But that's as far as it goes That's as far as it goes To beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.